All right, welcome to the Lions Guide podcast, where we take on topics in performance and personal growth by exploring success stories and lessons learned of our guests, interviewing other experts, and review books and other resources to help us establish clarity, build courage, and lead. I'm your host, Dale Walls, founder of Lions Guide and certified high-performance coach. On today's episode, we've got Ronell Richards. Ronell has built a career out of creating businesses and developing sales professionals into high-level performers. He's taught individuals how to feel like part of a team and perform better as a result. Ronell has successfully strategized with both small and large businesses to take their progress to really the next level. This has given him a unique perspective on success that he brings to really every aspect of his life. As an award-winning entrepreneur, Ronell knows what it takes to aim high and hit even higher. So on this episode, Ronell and I discuss you know, sales as a life skill, failing in business and, and bouncing back, the truth about entrepreneurship, and much more. So if you like the sound of that, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our other great guests and content. And with that, let's start the show. Today on the Lions Guide podcast, we've got Mr. Ronell Richards. Uh, and man, I, I re- this is pretty fast and furious. I, I reached out to Ronell because, you know, I've just see- we haven't really talked before today, you know, but been inter- interact interacting a little bit on on mostly LinkedIn. And you know, just the other day, I was just like, man, I pulled out my phone. I said, man, I'm gonna shoot this guy message and and I invite him on the show because, man, Ronell is just. Bold. I was thinking about this podcast. I was like, Wait, this, this is this, this going to be being bold and beautiful with Ronell Richards, <laughs> you know, on the lines guy. Because man, I love your stuff, and that's why I wanted to get you on. Just talk about your story and what you've got going on, uh, because you're just bold, man. You're real raw. You hit it, you know, between the eyes, man. I love that about you. What I've seen of your stuff. So I wanted to get on, learn more about you. We're doing it live. So Ronell, man, tell us about you. Like, what's, what, where you come from? What's uh What's your story? Oh my God, that's a big beefy question. That's a big beefy question, though. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, what I'll start with, and, and thank you for the compliment, man. I really appreciate that, and, and certainly appreciate the invitation to, to hop on your platform. It means a lot to me. So you said bold, right? Just so I clarify for, for your audience what that that means to me. Um, I'm just super intentional about telling my truth, and I always frame it that way. Um, I think that there, there's a difference because there are folks out there that are just, just loud, right? And they're, and we see them on social media. We see them in popular media because there is a, a certain formula or a path to becoming a celebrity in media, which is certainly not my goal. And that path is to be polarizing, to be loud, say something that either pisses people off or makes people love you. I don't intend to do any of that. What I do is share my truth. And by sharing my truth, my experience, yeah, some people are going to be turned off to that. I'm cool with that. And some people are going to really be able to relate to it. And some people are going to really want to vibe and rock with me because of, of that. And, and as long as it's, as it's my truth, I'm totally fine with that, man. I'm totally fine with that. And, and it's, it's really been something that's been critical, not just in my journey in building brands, you know, on social media and, and beyond, but in building business, man, this goes back to when I first started as a professional salesperson at 18 years old, right? It was, it's, it's always been about 
being true to to myself and being being honest and sincere man it's kind of what it what it what it rolls down to i know that sounds kind of cliche to folks but man it's a lost art <laughs> it really is just because i think that where we live in these in this world where we we're inundated with imagery and this imagery just creeps in everywhere and so that we we think that we have to do certain things or act a certain way or you know, feel a certain way in order to be successful. But the reality is, is that in in business success and professional success, you're the only path to long-term success is to follow your truth, be true to who you are and be you, man. Like there's what, what is there? They're like 8 billion people on the planet. It's like 8 billion. Somebody, they don't, 8 billion oh, yeah. people don't have to love you. <laughs> they don't have to even dig you. You just sure, got to be yeah. put yourself out there for your folks so your folks can connect because you're the key to long term success in business and in personal relationships is great alignment, man. If you're if you're a dork, great. Put it out there. Find other dorks. I'm a bit of a dork. It's all good. <laughs> Look, there's joy in congruence, right? You know, I mean, if you want to find joy in life. You're, if you're not congruent, you're not going to find it because you're always putting on this show and, yeah. you know, you're always trying to act out this persona that you think people think you are, right? Or whatever that saying is, I don't have that one ground in, but but I I act as you think I should act or I am what you mm-hmm. think I am or whatever. You're right, man. It's It's a plague today in my eyes. I think it's a plague. Like everyone's playing up to be something that they're not. And they're just uh, the people that do that uh, are just miserable. You know, uh, and they're just trying to keep up with, you know, it's it's the cliche everyone says, right there. You get online, you see everyone's highlight reel and then you start reflecting on yourself going, well, why don't I have that? Or why don't I have the beautiful girl or the nice car or money or so must it must it must be something wrong with me. But when you live life long enough (laughs) and you really check your ego and learn and meet other people, you realize everybody's got their stuff, man. Everyone's come through something or dealing with something or whatever, but they're never, a lot of people are just scared to death to talk about that or be real yeah. about it. And, and it's, it's to the detriment of the people that just don't realize that, like, you know, we're all, we're all going through the same struggle with that is life period. Hard stop. Like, don't, don't think that people aren't going through their stuff, man. You know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you ever, ever have those friends, right. Where you think they got it great and all of a sudden, you know, you have John call you and go, yeah, man, me and Sally are getting a divorce. You're like, what, man? I just saw yeah. you this weekend. You had pictures with the family, the beach. You're like, what do you mean? You, <laughs> what are you talking about? And you're like, but that's it. That you, You've been watching the show, but you didn't yeah. see the behind the scenes, right? Is there any time that, that you weren't this way? Like, it, was, is this that you, you, were you out of the Absolutely. womb, you know, honest and, and just putting it all out there? And so, a- a- absolutely. You know, part of that has been my own personal and professional growth. Um, you know, when you're in the path to, to trying to, to achieve your business success and, you know, Hey, Dale, you asked for me to be real. So I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be very real. Um, you know, my path, all of our paths are different. And like I told you, I, I really speak my truth. I built a couple of companies that were pretty successful in the telecom and technology world. And in those worlds, there aren't a lot of guys that look like me that run companies. And, um, and there were a lot of obstacles that I had to overcome. And so part of, and there, there's a lot of stereotypes. So part of making it in that world, I created an armor, man. I created an armor. I created an image and that's who I was. And you weren't going to see any vulnerability because 
that vulnerability was not an asset at that point in time in, in, my, in my career, right? When you're stepping in rooms and people already have certain preconceptions about you, and that's going to happen with anyone, you know, regardless of, of their background, if you're, if you are um, making your way in a world that is unfamiliar with you or people like you. And so for many, many years, um, Dale, I controlled perception, every, every part of it, right? Because I want, I knew that people that they're going to perceive, they're going to already jump to conclusions. So I'm going to make sure whatever conclusion they jump to is the conclusion I want them to jump, to jump to. And I needed to do that because in order to lead an organization and be able to help, you know, provide for all the people that depended on me, I needed to be that guy at that point in time in my, in my career. And so there was a whole lot less vulnerability. There's a whole lot less sharing because that's what I had to do. You know, as I started to, to grow a couple of, of, of my other companies and in interest um, a few years back here, um, namely the consulting firm and the business and bur- bourbon brand, um, part of what really made me lean into those, those, those companies and, and, and kind of the passion and desire be, behind creating those, those companies was my previous experience um, in corporate and, and what I was seeing in popular media, right? Like, take you back a little bit. 2017, I closed, closed a company that was, that was very near and dear to me, right? I, I built it from nothing. It wasn't, the, the end was not fun. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't sure. I sold off to a bigger company. It wasn't that, you know, it was that one day we were really successful and within, you know, eight months due to a whole bunch of different dominoes falling, we had to close the doors, right? And I had to to give pink slips to everyone, which sucks, guys. Don't recommend it. Not fun. <laughs> anyway, that yeah, point. A tough day at the office. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah but, woo. <laughs> and that, that, that's another story we can talk about at some, at some other time. Yeah, uh, let's do it. Anyway, um, so at that point in time, I, I just kind of had to decide, you know, where I wanted to, what passions I wanted to lean into, what businesses I wanted to lean into. And I had already created a consulting firm. And we had this little thing called Business and Bourbon, which started as as really something that it was started as a newsletter, Dale. It was just a newsletter. It was a newsletter that we put nice. in, in the company, uh, company email to go out to all of our partners and our customers. And it was just kind of one of these pieces so that people could see who's running the company, right? So that they could they could see that we were more than just a logo, right? Oh, there's a guy behind this. There's people sure. behind this. And so we shared business and sales and marketing and advice. So at the time when we closed that company, I'm kind of thinking about what direction I wanted to go. I'm also searching a little bit and I'm looking and I'm seeing social media and I'm seeing a lot of talking heads. I've seen a lot of people on on video. And at the time you got to think I'm, I had, I had been through a lot, right? Um, You know how it is in entrepreneurship. It takes a lot. And um, we don't ever think that we can have that ultimate failure because part of what makes us successful is that we overcome failures, (laughs) right? We just eat them up. They come and then we create solutions. We create solutions. Anyway, so at that point in time, I'm kind of searching and I'm looking at social media and beyond and I'm looking at popular media and I'm seeing all of this imagery out there. I'm seeing all of this, what we've, what I've come to call entrepreneur porn, which we've, we've trademarked by the way, entrepreneur porn, which is all this stuff that, <laughs> that, um, 
romanticizes entrepreneurship and doesn't really prepare people for success, right? It's not honest. It's not vulnerable. It's fake. It's not real, right? And so I said, you know what? I want to start to do something. I want to start sharing my truth a little bit, right? And I was feeling, I was a little wounded at the time. So I'm like, you know, as, as well. So maybe the, the, the <laughs> my feelings were, I was in my feelings a little bit more, but you know what? I, I don't like this stuff because it's not real. I just came from the most, the realest situation you can possibly have in business. And so, you know, so I said, you know, I want to start sharing some of this stuff with people. So I started using the business and bourbon platform. We expanded that to start creating content, right? So we, we basically took the concept, went out to some distilleries and bars and restaurants and started having these conversations, you know, about business and sales and marketing where I was sharing the stuff that I've learned across over the years, my, my truth, but in a honest way and a real way, not in a way to like bum people out. Like that's never been the intention. Dude. I don't want to bum people out, but I don't want them to get trash. I want them to get real actionable advice and direction from people that have done it. Right. The, and, and at that point, um, that voice was mine. And then as we started to expand the platform, we started bringing people on great people with with wisdom and experience and scars and you know people like like you Dell coming onto the platform to share their truths and ways to again empower people and to give them actionable direction right not just as as a cheerleading rah rah and yeah, it's going to be awesome everyone should be an entrepreneur go do it it's going to be great no um this is the stuff you're going to have to deal with hey i'm a huge fan of it I'm a evangelist for entrepreneurship, but this is kind of what you need to prepare for, right? This is what I've I've gone through. This is what this person has gone through. So w- what I found through that process is that my starting to share a little bit of that vulnerability taught me something that to that point in 16, 17 years in business, I knew, but I didn't really know. Like I had always, I, I had created some pretty strong relationships over the years that were, you know, based on a little bit of vulnerability, a little bit, but most of my business relationships were based upon dollars and cents, bottom line, Dale, dollars and cents, which is, Hey, I make you money (laughs) and you like me until I don't make you money anymore. And that's, and guys, that's a harsh reality of, of like the corporate world. Right. But um, I'm going to, I'm going to chime in there because I think like a lot of in the Marine Corps, Primary, secondary leadership objective, primary leadership objective, mission accomplishment, secondary leadership, troop welfare. And this is where this applies here, right? Someone told me at ground zero, you're not in business to make friends, you're in business to make money. Mm-hmm. And that's those two primary secondaries right there. Business, if there's no money, there is no business, right? So sure. you've got, I mean, you got to have, yeah, you can make all the friends in the world, you can network and everyone can love you. But if you're not bringing value <laughs> and therefore you're not getting profits, count it out. So I, back to you. Sorry. Just, I wanted to throw that in there because it's everywhere. right. Like when you're in business, it's, you know. But but here's here's what you learn through through failure. Right. Um, business failure. So that's what opened up all the doors to me in growing my businesses. Um, and, and I knew that early on very quickly. Listen, um, they might not even dig me. They don't have to dig me if I make them money. Oh, they will will do business. They'll dig me. Here's the thing about that, which is great because that makes you a proven commodity and people will come back because they know you'll make money. 
Problem with that is what happens when you don't make them money? Where do they go? Bye-bye. They got no use for you. Right? <laughs> right? Like yeah. you thought you were friends. Oh, you're not really friends. So here's the point that, that, that I want to make in that is that what I've learned um, over in, in my journey is that great business relationships are built on a couple of things. Always bringing value. One, to your point, they're always bringing value. You got to bring value. But secondly, having high alignment in other areas, right, man, having high, high alignment, a little bit of vulnerability goes a long way in building relationships that are going to endure the test of time. Right. So like, you know, business, you're going to business up and down man. you're going to have great years. You're going to have shitty years when you have those down years, when you have that down quarter and you have that down, who can you call on? Who, who, who's going to, who's going to come uh, who's going to vouch for you? Who's going to come up the bat for you? That's the difference, right? Now, what I've learned in my journey is that, you know, my sharing openly of some of these things that I've learned in my truths over, over, over the years and my experience in business has brought me these fantastic connections, fantastic relationships that I've, that we've been able to do business and build business off of, right? Now, again, back to your original point. And guys, don't misunderstand me. You always need to bring value. People's not, I did this post, um, <laughs> I think it was, I don't know when it was, Dale. I've done thousands of posts. But it was probably like a year ago. And it was like, listen, just because you have beers with me doesn't mean I'm going to do business with you. Right? <laughs> right like right. Be, being, you know, cool with somebody and being a friend doesn't mean that we're going to do business. It starts with being value. Sure. You must bring something to the table. Now, once you bring stuff, something to the table, and then you can bring, you, you can align on something deeper. And, and that's one of the reasons why I share, you talk about um, my boldness and the truth that I share. The reasons why I share that, Dale, is because we're, we're in a global economy, man. So when I share my truth, guess what? I learned my truth isn't just my truth. It's your truth too, Dale. There's a whole lot of other people out there that that understand and can vibe with that as well. And it helps me to uncover my people. Back to my previous point, I don't need 8 billion people like me. I don't need 8 billion people to do business with me. I need the right people to do business with me. And the right people are the people that I have high alignment. You know, when I'm coaching and consulting entrepreneurs, which is what we do through the consulting firm, is help entrepreneurs learn how to sell their stuff and build sales teams and stuff like that. We, I always talk about having extremely, you know, high alignment with the people that you sell to and the people that you serve. Having high alignment comes down to a few things. I mean, one, obviously, you got to know that business. You got to be really comfortable with that business, know what it is that they do intimately. But it's also all this other soft skill stuff, man. Like, Dale, you dig football? I dig football. Like, it's, it's, these, are the, these are the separators, mm. right? I had a salesperson ask me the other day. It was, and I'm paraphrasing this because I can't remember the exact, exactly what she had said, but it was something about how, you know, how do I, how, again, paraphrasing was kind of like, how do I separate myself, right? Well, I said, well, first of all, your product doesn't separate you <laughs> because you're in a product where there's a whole lot of, you sell a product that a whole bunch of other people sell, right? So you're, you, you obviously, your product has to be good. It can't be a shitty product, but if your product is good, um, I mean, still, there's a ton of other people that sell your product. What separates you is you because you're the only person, you're the only individual on the whole planet that is you. So you right. have to lean in. I'm not saying that, and, and I, I'm not telling folks out there that go out there and, and 
and tell all their life stories on social media and all that stuff. But understand that you have to lead in sales and business with you and your story because you and your story is unique to every other person on this planet. And that's what's going to connect people with you. Are you familiar with the, the Wolf of Wall Street guys book? Uh, it's called Way of the Wolf. Um, and one of the things I picked up from that I thought was true. It, it, you know, and, and look, when you get all these sales and marketing books, they, they say a lot of different things. And, and, and to your point, I think when I talk to people that are about business, like do what – I've said this a million times over the last 20 years, right? Like I looked at my business as a piece of art. I wasn't yeah. trying to copy someone else's business. I was trying to make my piece of art. And that's my, right? If you look at art, that is, that's made. Like that, that's the uniqueness of it. It is its own thing. And a business, to me, I always use that analogy. Like, man, this is a work of art to me. Like I'm just trying to, I'm on a canvas trying to paint my picture. I'm not looking at what they're doing because I don't know if that's working for them. Only they know. And what am I solving for by chasing what other people are doing? But to yeah. your point here, one of the points I took away from that book that I, that, that I think is least worth knowing is that he said he ordered the priority in which people do business with someone. At first, they have to like you. Second, they have to like the company. And then they have to like the product, right? You know, Because if they love the product, but they don't like you and they don't like the business, they're going to find the product somewhere else, right? So he was kind of calling out to salespeople like, they've got to like you first to want to do business with you. Then they've got to like the company and then they got to like the product. They got to like all three. But, you know, it, it was interesting because I thought, you know, because no offense to Jordan Belfort. Yeah, he's yeah, been Jordan really Belfort, successful and he, um, you know, scammed a whole bunch of people. <laughs> and now he's super rich from doing that. But I, I have a, I have a slightly different perspective. I think the number it. one is value. You sure. Must bring. Listen, I you got to bring value to the table. You got to bring something that I care about. That's that's number one, because. I know, you know, I, you know, I'm in the sales business. What I've done my whole my whole life is create uh, sales teams and coach sellers and everything. I know a lot of asshole salespeople that are super successful True. because they understand how to articulate their value right off the bat. You know, now yeah. if you've got if you've got if you understand how to do that and you and you can connect with people at a higher level, man. Yeah, sky's, sky's the limit for you. But understand this, first and foremost, just like I said earlier in the conversation, brother, I can like you. We can go have beers. We can go hang out. We all know these people. We can hang out with people, have beers, have a, have a bourbon or two, but I am not doing business with you. Yo. <laughs> True, <laughs> because yeah. Because you can't bring value to me. And I might have had it upside down, pulling my notes on it. I'm reading it now. Like, prospect must love your product. Prospect must trust and connect with you. And a prospect must trust and connect with your company. So I, I had it a little bit backward. He's got product first. You're right. So you got to solve. You've got to solve right, for something. Me Jordan, they got like right. it. So, okay. so, so I, I digress. I've, I've fixed that for him. But yeah, so that's, <laughs> I, that's what I do, man. I, that's why I have all these books and just all the stuff I get out of it. And like I said, it's been probably a year since I picked that up. But yeah, prospect must love your product. Prospect must trust and connect with you, and then pro prospect must trust and connect with your company. And and you you hit on something big, which is trust, right? Like, can I say one more thing though, Dell? Yeah. I want to interject really quick before we move off of that. And, and I'm sorry, Jordan. Yes, you're you're you've been successful and super rich and all that sort of stuff. <sighs> but this is what I talk to salespeople about. And this is what I coach people sell salespeople about. Your product doesn't matter. Your service doesn't matter. Listen, I've built successful sales teams of selling. Things like broadband, internet, B2B, broadband, telephone service, shit that's not sexy, Dale. It's not sexy, right? 
But what I've trained sellers to do and how they're successful in that is it starts with discovery and understanding you, Dell, your business. What the hell do you care about? Sure. What, what matters to you? It doesn't, my product doesn't matter at all. What do you care about in your business? What is giving you issues? What's giving you concern? Whatever. And you know what I do? Once I understand what you're, what you really care about, I craft my product, my service in a way I deliver it to you in a way to where I am providing a solution for the shit that you really care about, right? That you really care about, right? And just a, the, like the easiest sort of way to put, I don't know, maybe you're concerned about, uh, I don't know, payroll expenses or something, right? You're like every entrepreneur, payroll expense. I'm selling broadband. I'm selling telecom. How can I affect your telecom? Exp- I mean, your, 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 um, your payroll expense where most people are going to come in there and they're going to sell people are going to, they're going to come into that situation and be like, well, my telecom's awesome. My, my, um, our cert, our software is the very best and it's cheaper than the other guys. And that's how they're selling. Well, your product may be better than the other, than the other guy and it may be cheaper than the other guy, but does it really address something that I really care about? No. Right. Cause what I really care about is payroll. Well, you know what? You can frame it. In that, in a way, to where your, your solution, when you're presenting your solution, you're talking about what they really care about. So you know, I understand it, man. That your concern is payroll. So here's how my solution could assist in helping to drive down that payroll. Or one, you might not need an additional headcount because we're going to put a we're going to put an automated system in there that's going to allow you to handle some calls and everything. You're going to have to stuff. You, you follow where I'm going, Dale? That, yeah. That's oh, where yeah. that's where I respectfully disagree with. Folks like Belfort and any sales guru that it's about your product. It ain't about your product. It's about their pains, about what they actually care about. And we craft whether I'm selling ice cream. That same thing I just told you, Dale, I can do that exact same thing whether I'm selling them ice cream, telecom, or T-shirts. Well, look, I'm going to tell you what I used to train my salespeople was exactly that. So we're on a page because as you kind of go through this, it takes me back is I would go to a sales meeting and I, I grew my company organically just had a reputation, you know, network, 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 meet people. And you have these conversations and they find out in my case, Hey, you're IT guy, you know, everyone's got an IT problem, right? So when you meet someone new, you meet a new IT guy, you go, man, you know, my ex is doing Y and, and you, you, you have a conversation. It's like you run to the doctor in a supermarket, you know, you say, I'm like, man, my doc, my neck, you know, but anyways, I would tell the salespeople, you know, we'd get these first time appointments. And my thing was like, my first question, once we got there, we do a little introduction. I turn over to them. Why am I here? What, why, <laughs> what made you want to have this appointment? And mm-hmm. I would let them have the hour. Yeah. My only goal at the end of that first meeting, and this is just what worked for me, was at, by the end of that meeting, I wanted the next appointment. Because yeah. when I was, what I was going to do is all that two pages worth of notes I took while they were spilling their guts for man. the last yes. hour – Yep. When I come back, that's all I'm talking about. That's all oh, I'm man. talking about. Exactly. And then, you know, you know, the, um, you know, Steve Jobs, he, when he did the Apple stuff in the end, you know, he'd be like, but wait, there's more, right? So when I would come back to that presentation, right? So the first meeting, they're presenting to me about their problem. And I almost wouldn't even solve it. I, I, I would try not to. And all I was solving for was getting my presentation meeting. I would go back, put a presentation together about how I'm going to solve their problems and I would solve their problems. Then yeah. I go, but wait, there's more in solving your problems. These are the other things that you're going to get by choosing me, right? So, because nice. I know I've got a whole list of stuff that we do. And that's yep. what I would train salespeople on because my salespeople, they will come in, you know, and 
we would go in there and the customer would be like, yeah, my current guy doesn't call me back for two weeks. And it, it was typical stuff. My backups don't yeah. work. People don't call me back. It was always about service. And, uh, and my, my, my rookie sales guys would go, well, we, we provide the, the antivirus and, you know, blah, 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 just start talking about something else. I'm like, dude, stop it. You know, like the, he told, <laughs> he told so you his guy doesn't get back to you for two weeks and you're going to talk to him about it. We provide antivirus. Come on, man. Like it, but that was it. I like, you're right. I would, I would stick to what their problems are. And I wouldn't talk about anything else until the end, until I convinced them I could solve those problems. All the there rest go, was man. bonus was bonus, right? Oh, by there the way, go. we're going to, we're going to answer the phone real time. And if we got to be on site, we're going to be on site no later than one business day, right? Yeah. To the guy that his guy doesn't call him back. And then, oh, oh, and by signing with us and having that level of service, we're also, we include the antivirus. I'm sure you got antivirus, but it's a part of our package. Just, I know we have, that hasn't come up, but I want to let you, you know what I mean? Like just focus on a problem and solve them. Man, what, what a great approach. And, and I'm there with you hundred percent, man. Um, the, the, the one thing that I would just, that I'd add on to that for any of your listeners that are and sales folks, which by the way, who isn't? We're all in sales in some respect. Is that? And you guys, you guys can check this. Out. I'll give you guys a tease. You guys can check this out in 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 my book that's coming out this year. We're, we've got a book coming out, so go to website, whatever, sign up. You'll know for when that when that comes out. Anyway, um, you, you got to tamp down tamp down that monster inside of you because when that person gives you that buying signal or that pain, right? Like they say, well, yeah, my to your point, Dale, my IT guy, you know, he just doesn't call me back. Your first instinct is to go like, oh, oh yeah, well, well, you know, we call back in 24 hours. Wait, stop it. Do not do that. You just keep asking more questions and you say, what else? What else? And you lean into those pains. Yeah. So, you know, what I used to tell my sales folks, and I used to, I still do to, to this day, is we have a much smaller sales force, but we have a pretty good, really talented sales force, is that it's our job to find that that pain, right? You find that pain and that pain may be a little cut. Then we're going to stick a knife in that pain and we're going to make it huge. They're going to feel that pain. And then we're going to present our solution as the biggest Band-Aid in the world for it. So tamp down that advice monster and the desire to immediately address those concerns and keep asking them questions and take notes. Yeah. Don't use your brain, man. I'm sorry. I, I know you guys out there probably think you're you're super smart. I'm sure you are super smart and you can remember everything, but there is science that, that tells us that you cannot. So take copious notes and all this little stuff they're telling you when you ask great questions and you keep asking and always and more, what else, what else, what else? They're going to give you the recipe. They're literally going to give you all the recipes, to all the ingredients to close them and the recipe. So they're giving you the ingredients and then all you got to do is take it, take is walk away. Thank you. Thank them for their time. And when you come back, you're going to shoot all that stuff right back, right back at them. And you're going to show them this beautiful cake. That's exactly what they want. And you can close the deal. Yeah. And, and that's a point I wanted to jump to, which was, and you're talking about this in, in a way earlier, which you call trust capital, right? You're building trust, right? You're, you're building trust when the more they trust you, the more likely they are to buy, right? So if you go through that, that meeting and, and then you come back and go, this is what I heard last time, man, you're. You, you're you're worried about payroll. Your yep. your guy doesn't call you back, and and that affects your business by X Y Z. And you kind of are able to echo yeah. back everything they told you. Man, you're you're just building that trust capital because wow, th these guys are listening to what I'm saying. You know, yep. they're, it's it's key. It's key. It's building that yep. trust capital. Because as decision makers, Dell, we don't care about 
we don't care about you. (laughs) You're a nice guy and everything. I don't care. I don't care about you. I don't care about your product. I care about me. I care about my business. I care about my employees. I care about keeping the lights on. So when they understand that, what's one of the best ways to prove that you care about them is, is showing them that you are listening to your point that you you're listening, man, that builds tons of credibility and tons of equity in that relationship. Hi, everyone. Dale here. I want to take a quick break to invite you to join us at lionsguide.com. Have you ever struggled to show up as your best when you really needed to most? Have you ever stared at your week and you just wondered, how the heck am I going to fit all this in? Or worse, have you come to the end of your week and asked, how come you didn't get done what you wanted to? Or maybe have you ever struggled to gain influence at work or home? Or have you felt as if you are a productive person, but you really don't know where you're going or what you want? So the distractions of social media or maybe Netflix take over your day. If any of that sounds like you, I want you to know that you're not alone and invite you to visit us online at lionsguide.com and subscribe to the Lions Guide newsletter or maybe even download some of our free guides to help you on your journey. The time is now to transition to the next level in your performance and personal growth and have some joy in life. Visit lionsguide.com and subscribe today. You owe it to yourself and those most important to you to be the best version of you. Don't lose any more time. Subscribe today. I can't wait to see who you're going to become. And now back to the show. So we're going to jump way back. So one of the things that you were saying about you weren't trying to scare people off with this, uh, you know, this thing like this glamorizing you know, being an entrepreneur yeah. and all that stuff, you're really setting their expectations, right? Because the, that that's what you got to need to like that world. And this is, I remember back in 2005 and it was just like, when we were getting going, I started a company, you know, about in the early 2000, 2002 was when I incorporated the first time around. And by about 2005, six, we're, we're rolling a little bit. And I remember someone just that didn't get it goes, man, it must be nice having your own business. <laughs> It, it, and the only thing I could say was, you must have never had your own business before because it's <laughs> it's not nice, you know. It, you know, when you are an employee, <laughs> you got it easy to a degree. And I'm I'm not oversimpl, you know, probably get some hate mail for this, but as an employee, you don't have to do a ton of thinking like someone who owns the company does, right? You get to clock in, you get to ask, "What do you want me to do today, sir, ma'am, boss, whatever?" And what time can I go home? When am I getting my paycheck? You know, how much paid time off do I get? Right. You got you got some things. That, but man, when you own the business, it it's it's nonstop. The, it's all on you. You know, it's it's nothing nice about it. You know, now you can make it nice. You need to, it once you learn, you build your systems, you know, you know, I understand how you, you get your piece of art, your 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 machine going. It's nice. It can be nice, but man, building it, it like the glamorization of just just go start your business, man. It's going to be great. You know, look at the yeah. car you're going to buy. It's it's not that you got to put in the work. Well, you know, my my kind of my philosophy on that, and and what I try to tell people is that I just want to arm people up and give them give them great direction and advice from from myself and others that have actually experienced this. Look, entrepreneurship is beautiful, man. It's been a beautiful gift in my life. You know, um. But I think that one of the, if, if you want to be successful in it, you have to understand what success really means and what the outcomes you, you really want from it. And if your focus and your goal is, hey, I want to be rich, you're probably going to fail. If your focus is like, hey, man, I, wanna, I want freedom. I want to be able to, 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 to 
to make the calls and 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 to to determine the chart of my life and you're capable of handling that it's going to be amazing it'll be a great journey for you um for me i have two kids 17 and 19 years old and i have coached every sport i have been to every crappy school concert i have been i've been there for everything and that's because i have the freedom and the ability to do that because of my entrepreneurship, right? Sure, That's yeah. success for me. Yeah. Hey, have I made, did I make money? Yep. Made money, but I lost a whole lot more money before I made money, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so my, my goal in, in what we do with business and bourbon and, and, and the platform, which is, you know, through public events or uh, public networking events and through the content and all that, it's just really to help educate people for one and to help people to, to build these, these, these greater relationships. I mean, you served right Dale? Uh, Marine, military Marine Corps. Yes. Yep. Yep. So, um, before you, before you went over and you did a tour, what happens when you start? What, what, what's the first thing that happens when you get into the you get into the Marine Corps? What do they send you? Oh, it's, it's, oh, boot camp, culture shock. Exactly. Yep. So like they don't send you to play like video games, they don't send you to play Call of Duty. <laughs> they say yeah. they send you to boot camp and they put you through some hell to help prepare you for what it is that you could potentially have to have to deal with. And so that's kind of how I look at our approach. It's not obviously, again, with all due respect for you and your service, it is nothing anywhere near that. But just I, we want to help people prepare people for what it is that they're really going to have to deal with. And we do that by sharing our truth right but it's not just like hey look this stuff sucks don't do it you're gonna have to know it's like hey look yeah this sucked this was not fun i went through this this is real now i'm on the other side of it or maybe i'm not on the other side of it i'm in the middle of it right now i mean i've shared content where i just dealt with an employee issue right like real time and hey look real time this is just what happened and it sucked here's how i handled it Right. So I want people to understand and see like this is this is what the real life is. It's not uh, the stuff you see on whatever reality network or reality show. This is what the real stuff is. But if you're committed to it, if you have what it takes to be successful on this side, which is you got to be built a little bit different. Here's how you handle it. And then that, that's another thing I want to make clear. Like there's no shame in not being an entrepreneur. That's another thing with this entrepreneur. Right. Pool porn and this and this romanticizing of it is it's like people think either either you're an entrepreneur or you're not successful guess what (laughs) the vast majority of entrepreneurs fail bro like it's there's no shame in taking a check and and some of the most successful people that i know a lot of the most back up a lot of the most successful people that i know have never been in full-time entrepreneurship Never. They've worked for a company. They've been smart. They've made investments. And then maybe they dabble in some entrepreneurship. They get property. They do things like that. To do this, and if you want to do this, it is not about getting rich. It is not about getting wealthy. You look at guys like like, um, even the people that we, that are the celebrities of entrepreneurship, like, you know, Elon, right? Um, Bezos, like what drove them? was not wealth. It wasn't like read all their books on it. It was never like, Oh, I want to be the richest guy in the world. No, it was something else. Yeah. Look, if you can, it's, 
if you could solve problems, right? If you're, if you can go solve a problem and get paid to solve problems, so right? you find a problem and you know how to solve it, that's entrepreneur. And you got to enjoy solving that problem. Right. And now you've got it all. Like if you, if, if, if there's a problem and you enjoy fixing it, man, and you can get a business, man, it, that's, that's the joy of entrepreneurship. When you really just doing something that you love doing and people are paying you to do it. And it's, I mean, that's where I got started for me was I had all this experience from the Marine. That's what I did in Marine Corps. I managed a network of 7,500 users. And then it was like my wife's company that she was working for where I was stationed. Uh, the guy was like, man, my Blackberry, it just back dating myself now. So he was you like, are. man, my Blackberry, it's got, <laughs> it's got one calendar and the emails here don't match what's on my desk and all that stuff. And I'm like, man, what? Man, in, you know, classic Marine thing. I'm like, man, hey, buy some beers. I'm going to come over on Saturday. I'll, I'll fix all that stuff. And it was easy. But I, in serving him, man, he was so grateful and gave me money for the first time. And I was like, man, I, I like that. You know, I like yeah. that feeling. Like I was serving him. I was solving a problem. I was capable of solving that problem. And he just gave me a few extra hundred bucks I didn't have. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. And that's really what got me to start my business. It wasn't about, I mean, the money came from doing something that I enjoyed solving someone yeah. else's problem. And that's, that's a business. You know, if you can yeah. do that, there's, there's a great book, the E-Myth I always recommend to people that are going, you know, I think I can, it's, a, it's called the E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Cause it does kind of at least paint that perspective. Like, Hey, once you, it tells a great story. I think about a, a, a baker or something, but it was something to effect of like, if you're a baker for someone and you go, I could do this, I'm going to open my own bakery. Well, the minute you open your own bakery, you used to be a baker. Now you're a business owner. Now you, you may bake, <laughs> but but you're a business owner now. Now you need to be not a good baker, but a good business owner, yeah. you know, who bakes, you know, is yeah. that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, absolutely does. Absolutely does, man. It's it's a whole different ball game. But yeah, so I... I Again, I, I'm I'm an evangelist for entrepreneurship. I believe it's a beautiful thing. It's really empowering. But you know, you really have to kind of understand what potentially you, you'll never fully understand until you actually get into it and experience it. But go on with your eyes a little more wide open, and then also understand that there's not just one type of entrepreneurship, man. Not you can be an entrepreneur and not be all in. Like I know folks that have corporate jobs and they have some some, you know, some businesses that they're involved with in the site. That's okay. You can do that too. So there's not just one path. What are, uh, you know, jump into maybe into in the clients that you're working with, you know, what, what habits make a good salesperson, right? And I'm, I'm going to level this up holistically because you, you said it earlier, for me. but I even want to go back to it, right? Like everybody's in sales. Like you, you're selling yourself in that next job interview, right? You're, you're selling yourself for that promotion or you're selling a product, you, you know, everyone, you're selling an idea, you're selling influence to your kids, right? You're, 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 we're all in sales, whether we want to admit it or not. We're always, what, what what habits make good salespeople? What what are they? What are the successful salespeople doing? Simple. Um, it's not complicated. Consistency and honesty. Consistency and honesty. I, w- I was I, I had someone reach out to me a little while back, and they're like, you know, talking about the numbers, right? Like number, you know, like being managed to number. Numbers don't work, or whatever. Like the numbers always work. It's the the bigger issue. Now, don't get me wrong. It has to be intelligent numbers. Be sure. managing to intelligent numbers, but where the system usually fails is the salesperson lacks consistency. Like we get away from planting seeds, we get distracted. 
If you're a salesperson, you are a farmer. You're a, you're a farmer that's in the business of always planting. But what happens is, is we get a little success, we get a little crop, we get a little harvest, and we're like eating eating that crop, eating that harvest, and we're just getting fat and feeling good. And we forget that we have to keep planting, right? So, so there's that. There's that consistency in their actions. And the other thing is just really, it, I'm summing it up in the word honesty. And, and here's why I use that word specifically is because there is this weird, just bad stereotype of the salesman, the fast talking, say anything to get the deal salesperson. And, is, and, and, and there's this perception of that. Be part of it's because of shows like Wolf of Wall Street. There's my Jordan Belfort thing, which, by the way, it's entertaining, there but I is. hate that show. Um, like uh, <laughs> the Boiler Room is another one that I hate. And I know you guys are like, Boiler Room is so awesome. No, it's 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 shit because it's not real. Anyway, um, <laughs> the point that I'm making is that I'm summing this up to honesty because it, it's all about and being investing in the client, man, investing in the client, being genuinely concerned about their welfare and being honest about what you can do and what you can't do. Right. And, you know, what that's going to do is it's going to build long term connections and relationships for you. That's the long game, man. I've been in business long enough, just like you have, Dell, to see those guys that that are the um, the flash in the pan. You know the flash in the pan, the flash in the pan guy, the flash in the pan guy is that guy that's like the fast talk and come in and you know and you know do whatever, say whatever to get the deal. And guess what happens? That guy, his customers hate because he overpromises and underdelivers, right? And then he disappears. Yeah. We've all dealt with it because we go in after that guy and they're like, oh, hey, this guy such and such came in and sold something and he didn't, and then I could never get him on the phone and all those sorts of things. So I'm summing all of this up at the honesty, maybe a better word is integrity, but it's all this, it's all kind of the same thing. So, you know, being honest with our clients, being honest with, with our colleagues, our peers, because in sales, the success is in the long game, guys. The success is in the relationships that you're going to build, not just with your clients, with the people that you work with. If you're new into sales, you're new into business. It's not just a sales thing. This is a business thing as well. But if you're new into sales right now, you're starting your career, there's someone that you are working with right now. They may not be a salesperson. They may not be, they may be your sales manager. They may be a technical support person. They may be an admin person, but there's someone that you are impacting right now in a positive or a negative way that is going to potentially be a benefit to you down the road. Trust me, I've seen it for you guys that are just getting in. I'm 20 years in now, Dell, you're 20 years in, you know that. So, being honest and using integrity with you know, as it relates to your your customers, your your prospects, the people that work or, that work around you, that's where your success is going to be. A lot of people are going to talk about techniques and skills. And yes, you can learn different different strategies, different things. You you learn how to prospect better. You learn how to how to uh, the, the, the X's and O's of the game. But if you stay true to those things, you will be successful. Absolutely. No, that's, and, and even in the, the whole, the places that you need to sell yourself, not necessarily in sales, but the consistency, you know, give them something to say yes to, right? So if you're, you're, you're going to go ask for the pay raise, right? 
Well, it can't be, you know, I've been working hard the last week and I, I should get a pay raise now. But if you go to the boss and he looks back and he says six months, a year of just you're putting up the numbers, right? You're, you're putting in the work. It's just you are consistent in that regard. You're, you're, it's a layup for him. You know, when you go in and, and you've been consistent, you've been put, I'll use integrity. You, you've had integrity with towards your work. You're earning it. And you go and have that conversation where you need to sell sell your manager, your boss on that pay raise. It's done deal. You know, I mean, from the respect that you're bringing value, right? Which we were talking about. You're bringing value. You're consistent. And it, it because you've been, you've got the integrity in earning that pay raise. It, it's, it's a layup for him. You gave him something to say yes to. How can you say no to that? Right. It's um, so, I mean, like sales is everywhere. It's in that regard. And, and those yeah, are key. Well, and, and Dell, see, see the consistency key, the consistency piece, what you're doing and what, what, whatever you're doing, whether it's sales now it directly relates to sales in terms of your activity. You got to be consistent in your activities, period. But yeah. in other, in anything in business, what that consistency does for you in, in whatever you do, you do is it yeah. builds credibility and your reputation that's what you're talking about so if you're consistent and what you're whatever it is you do um you're you're a it's cpa you know admin the cpa and you're consistent in your actions you're consistent in your activity you're consistent in your deliverables you're building a reputation for yourself you're building credibility for yourself which is always going to pay off right absolutely so what do you think Consistency. Is there any, what other habits you think, do you think contribute most to your success? Ooh. Um, so, you know, the first thing I'm going to say, Dell, is, um, always, a always a student, bro. Always a student. Like none of us has ever really got all of this stuff figured out. I mean, I think we always have to be growing and if you're not growing, what's the point, man? And being willing to challenge what I know, <laughs> right? That's that's something that a lot of us struggle with, especially the the more accomplished we get, or the more the more success that we have, and all uh, just experience. We think that we know, and so now don't get me wrong, we do know better than most of those that have not experienced it. However, I think we have to always be willing to challenge what we know. Because if we don't, we're going to miss some opportunities for growth and then you're going to become a dinosaur. So um, th those are a couple of things for me, man. And um, yeah, I just I don't ever want to stop learning, you know, I'm always, always on a on a path for learning. Right. It's a, it's that ego. Right. Like checking your ego to I know what I know. Right. But I, I know there's plenty I still don't know and I can be learning from. And, you know, it's just times are. Times change, you know, what you, what worked for you five years ago might not work today. You know, I mean, look, it you look at technology <laughs> alone, right? You talk you, yeah. sales and technology, what worked five years ago that probably doesn't work today, you know, with your as tactics, I guess, in sales possibly as a, as yeah. a quick example, but you know, so yeah, you got to check your ego and always be evolving. Let's say, you know, you're learning new things, evolving, taking a game to the next level. Fun, fun, there are some fundamental truths and, you know, in business and sales that they don't ever change. Right. Sure. Technology changes and how we execute changes. But you dropped a couple of books. I'm not one for dropping very many books because I have the largest collection of partially read books on the planet <laughs> Earth. <laughs> but I will tell you that there's one that, that impact my life that, you know, where you just mentioned ego. 
And, you know, that's Deepak Chopra's Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. And what I learned when I first read that book, mostly read that book, <laughs> like uh, over like a decade or so ago, is it really helped me to understand the concept of ego on a deeper level and the purpose of it and the power of it, the power of ego and the power of absence of ego and knowing when to tap into each one of those. Like ego, ego is necessary, guys. Listen, you're going to do things that have never been done before. You're going to get out and you're going to make those cold calls or you're going to go talk to a stranger. You got to have a little something in you that says that I can do this, right? That's ego. The bad part of that is when that prevents you from, to your point, Dale, prevents you from learning more, from growing more because you think you know something, right? Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's important to, again, know when to tap into that and know when absence of ego is equally as, as important so that it doesn't stunt your, your growth and your, your learning. So that's one. And it's a short read, guys. I would very much encourage leaders, everyone, go, go check out that book. It's one of my favorites. So it's Deepak. What was the title of it again? Deepak Chopra's Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. Awesome. I've actually not read that myself, so I'll, I'll cue it up. It's an easy read. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's I mean, book. you're you're consistent, right? Segway, you're consistent. Uh, where I where I came across you is on LinkedIn. You're you're consistent there in a huge way, real raw. But you know, just where do you get the energy for it? How do you, how do you keep your energy up? I'm stubborn. <laughs> it's just, it, it, which is another great quality for entrepreneurs. I don't, it's not that I don't like to lose or don't want to lose. A lot of people say that I don't want to lose. I want to feel, I'm just, I don't ever look at it as an option, right? So that's part of been, that's part of my success in, in, in business um, is that I never, I never say die, right? So you talk about my consistency only, and I'm going to answer your question about the, the energy, but yeah, I just don't, I never say die, man. Like I'm just, and that's why, you know, when we closed the company RD Direct, it was so devastating to me. So devastating. That's part of the reason why, because sure, um, that's just my mentality. We always make it happen. It's not that we don't have, we, we don't run over obstacles, but we're consistent in actions and we always fight, 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 fight. Anyway, back <laughs> how that kind of relates to your question, LinkedIn and the energy there is once I get committed to, um, success and something I'm committed to it. I'm, I'm wanna, I want to see it through regardless. Um, what has helped me in terms of being able to execute on that platform and doing other things is, yeah, I, I bring in additional resources. Like we can't do everything as much as we try. Sure. And I've, I've tried, um, you know, I've got, I've got three companies that, that I run right on a daily basis. And I've got great people that, that work for me, something that worked for me for a very, very long time and other companies and everything. And, and so that helped me with some of the execution. Um, one of the things I have not done with like LinkedIn is a priority to me and my connection on LinkedIn is a priority, priority to me. No one else manages my LinkedIn. No one else manages my LinkedIn because I believe in building, this is one of my core beliefs, man. And you've probably heard this from me at some point, um, is building advocates. I, I, I'm, I'm, that's core to my being. It's core to my brand. It's core to my business, building advocates. And you don't build advocates 
without investing in people. And so with, as it relates to LinkedIn, I am very, I manage it. I talk to people. I, you know, it's, it's, it's all me, man. So I, if I have to find the time, have to find the energy for that because it matters because people matter, individuals matter. And it's not some bullshit cliche to me. I understand that movements are built one person at a time and make no mistake. What we're doing with business and bourbon is major and it is, it is a movement. And until I physically cannot connect with everyone and talk to everyone the way that I want to, uh, I don't know when that, that when that point will be, um, however I communicate or or however we talk, it'll always be authentic. In fact, I'll give you an example. Um, there, there are some times in the past where I have had, I've had my assistant do some work for me, right? Cause we're, we're promoting an event. And so I'm, like, so I'm like, hey, look, I need to get this messaging out to a lot of our connects that are in Atlanta or in, you know, Orlando or whatever. So reach out to the, reach out to them from my um, from my account. And you know what I always do, Dale? Uh, I'm always very clear. They know that it's it's Jen. It's not me. Right. right. Like it's never going to be like, hey, you know, phantom someone else. No, it's like, hey, look, this is Jen. Um, just want right. to let you know this is going on. Because that's it's important to me that we always maintain that that authenticity and um, as high of a level of connection that that I can. Right, absolutely. That authentic, authentic, authentic. Yeah, I'm not even going to be able to get the word. That out. word. It's only Wednesday. That word. <laughs> it's being authentic. So uh, it, it, it matters. So, you know, you can you can you can see it real quick. I mean, uh, it just like you can see when someone's not being congruent with who they really are. You know, you can kind of yeah. see that, that there's a something's not right here. You know, you just feel it. Maybe we not at first, they'll, they'll maybe, maybe not, not at first. But well, if you don't know them, yeah, for sure. If you don't know them, you know. But as you get to know them, you either you just, something. Yeah, I don't know, man. We've just got this instinct where you kind of. Just feel things aren't right, whether it's their tonality or their body language or whatever. Yeah. You know, we got to have those three things to communicate effectively. And if you're not being honest, it's hard to keep your tonality and your body language in alignment with the words coming out of your mouth. You know, maybe yeah. that's it. So, unless you're a sociopath, they're pretty good at it. <laughs> yeah, unless you're that, right? <laughs> <laughs> unless you're that. So, what's a what's a major challenge that you've had to overcome? You know, that coming through all this, you've you've, you've had a long. You know, yeah, you've had an accomplished forty some years. What's what's you've had some challenges along the way. What's what's something that you're a major challenge you had to get through to get to where you're at today? So that was a much more difficult question for me years ago, um, because of how I'm wired and how a lot of us, you know, entrepreneurs, high high achievers, however you want to call it, are, are wired. So my wiring doesn't hold on to shit, Dell. It just that's how I'm trained. Like, okay. Something happened. It's painful. It hurt. I created a solution. I moved on. I forgot about it. Like I just, that that's how I've been wired and that's how I operated for a long time. And I still do because it's just kind of who I am until, um, you know, I'm more becoming more open about, you know, 2017 as as of late, but it's still very difficult to, to, to talk, talk about, but that was the, the closing of my company, RD Direct. You made mention of how it's an art, right? And creating a business is an art and running a business is an art. It absolutely is. What you didn't say is that there's a lot more of a correlation to having a, a child, 
right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the point to, to to where we closed that that particular company in 2017, I started that company in 2004 ish, and um, you know, my daughter was was born in 2003. My son was born in 2001. That that company was born in 2004. <laughs> right. Know? So it's right, yeah. it's a part of you. It is. Um, and for me, the way that I run business and to this day, um, I don't, it's not all just business to me, right? It's personal. Right. People will say, it's not, you know, that's not personal. It's always personal. Best believe. Listen, when you are in the other, you know, you've made a lot of decisions that are tough decisions that affect people's lives, right? Had to let somebody, you let somebody go or you closed an office or whatever. Um, those are lives that are, that are affected. It is personal. Right. Yep. So when you've grown something, you know, like your story, like my story, like so many others, uh, success stories where it was like, you know, from your house and then you, you got multiple next, you know, you've got not next, you know, it's not overnight. Trust me. You got multiple offices and you got, you know, dozens or hundreds of employees and, and, um, and you built that and then you've, you've never really failed, failed. Right. We have these obstacles. We have these areas where that we get punched in the gut, but we absorb it and we figure out solutions. When you come to a point in something like that, that is so intimate, it's so much a part of you and there is an end to it. It is a mourning <laughs> and it is it is like losing. Uh, guys, understand when I say this, this is not hyperbole or exaggeration. It is like a death. You know, it it just is. And you mourn it like that. And I did. And I have for a long time now because of how I'm wired. I didn't stop because that's just not what I do. Just like all of us, when you lose someone and you're you lose a friend or family member, you don't like not work before you go back to work weekly. So I kept driving, creating, creating and creating other, other businesses. But I had to also carry that with me in a lot of ways. Um conversation for another way for another uh, day but in a, in a lot of ways and so when i talk about what has you know had a major impact and something i had to overcome that is the biggest thing that i've had to overcome had to overcome that everything that goes along with that the feelings of it the financial implications of it losing part of you yep. and guys i don't say that in a I'll say that lightly. Um, that's really how it feels. But what I've learned, and part of the reason why I share, is that I have a lot of. I'm I'm, I'm fortunate to have a lot of successful friends in my uh, in my circle. Right, a lot of successful business business people who've done a lot of big things, and to sit in a lot of rooms that I never thought I'd sit in. Anyway, um, when I started to have more open conversations about this stuff, about what I was going through. They started sharing with me like they'd all been through it. (laughs) Some of them, some of them a lot more intense, a lot worse. So like I, in my journey now to start to feel more comfortable with sharing it, part of the reason why I do that, Dale, is I want to inspire some folks and motivate some folks that are in that dark spot right now. Right. Because when you're in it, you, it's, it's terrifying. Right. And 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 I know the power. I 
I don't want this to be taken the wrong way because the last thing you will ever, I ever want anyone to feel from me is that I'm some dude that thinks I'm, I'm hot shit. I am not. That is why I manage my LinkedIn, all these sorts of things. Like, do you start feeling yourself too much? And that's the beginning and the end. I'm not that guy. But I also do respect the influence that I have. I absolutely respect the influence that I have and the impact that I have and that I can have. And so I feel that by sharing this more and talking about this, I can I can really make impact and help people. So it's it's totally it's it's a mixed bag. Part of it is is altruism, right? I want to help people. The other part is it helps me too. It helps yeah. me too because it helps me to, to continue to process it and and move past it myself, right? So that's the yes me the kind of the biggest thing I've overcome. That's that's the biggest thing. Um there's a ton of things that I've 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 forgotten <laughs> just because, you know, the, the the things that we get as entrepreneurs like that unexpected six figure bill or something like that. You know, how you're gonna, the first tax how bill before you before you yeah. knew you were going to have to pay taxes on all that money. <laughs> That's like the first lesson, uh, you know, if no one ever told you, if you're starting your business, uh, talk to your accountant first. You know, so you're going you're hey, to owe some money if get, you're making money. Get a And if you are, listen, guys, I hope there's no, you know, IRS folks listen. But if you are making money in the first couple of years, you need to fire your tax guy. Because because there's no small business that should be showing a showing a profit in the first. Right, right, right. If you're paying years. a lot of taxes your first few years, which means yeah, if you, you better, better get a new tax. Get a new guy. tax guy. Right, because it, and that's the game, and that's a part of you know learning more when you get into business. There's so much to learn. You know, there, oh, there it's a game here. It's a game to be played. You know, and and. The more you can get wiser, stronger, better in those skills, you know, in, in that game business, you know, mm -hmm. like I said, you're not that baker anymore. You're not that tech anymore. You're, you're a business owner now. So you've got to bring and learn those skills and you don't have to be the tactician on all those skills. You don't need to do your own taxes and all that stuff, but you better know how that, exactly. how that game is working uh, <laughs> so that you can guide your accountant correctly and have intelligent conversations with it. Cause at the end of the day, he's just doing his job. It's still your business, right? That's you true. know, so, That's so true. the more you know about taxes and, and business, you can have healthy conversations and seek his counsel, his or her, his or her counsel better. And also tell them what you want, you know, how your vision, things like that, you know, just understand. There, there's that. absolute truth to that, Dale, but I'm also uh, just, uh, you know, as a fan of, you know, of when I talk to my entrepreneurs about finding trusted people, finding people that are professionals and putting them in place and, and, and empowering them to do their, their job. Because, you know, to your point, um, yeah, like taxes, we'll just use that as an, as an example. Um, you can learn something about it, but you're never going to learn more than the person that's been doing it for 20 years. And the whole idea oh, yeah. why you bring that person in it's because they're an expert. They know the tax code. <laughs> they know tax code in the way that you ways that you wouldn't. It's kind of like yeah. sports, like a, a quick sports correlation. You know, there's a reason why there are agents. There's a reason why there are sports agents. And there's there's some of these athletes who are like, man, I don't want to pay that, you know, 10% or 7%, whatever it is. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do it myself. You can do it yourself if you want. And some of them, they get educated and they do an okay job. But best believe, the vast majority sure. that do it, oh, they lost money. They left money on the table because they just simply right. don't yeah. don't know what they're doing. Right. It's like being your own lawyer, right? You know, like don't show up to court. And I did that <laughs> once. 
<laughs> Only once. Uh, I did. Exactly. But, you know, I, I guess I'll round that out because I, I agree with you. You know, we're on the same page with that. But, you know, to round that out, I guess uh, the more you know to a degree what you need to know yeah. to be able to, like I say, have intelligent conversations, you'll be able to know a good tax attorney versus a bad one. Right. Yep. And things like that, because if you if you really kind of take this sloth of mind mentality, I mean, I'm not an accountant. I, I don't want to know that stuff, man. You just just go do this. Just go do this. And then you find a good you, you had a bad one. And then when you find a good one, you look back and you go, like, yeah, man, you've been paying, you know, five figures every year. You didn't have to. Yeah. Well, that, that's what that got you. You know, um, it's just something again. I, I'm just I'm a, I like you, you know, want to make sure right, folks getting in business need to know, hey, you're, you're in business now. You know, you've got to know accounting and sales and marketing. So my advice for that, my advice for that, find a good business coach. Hey, I'm over here. Find a business, good business coach or find some, some peers in business that, and you can do this now. It's way easier than it ever was just by, you know, get a network on LinkedIn. Whereas when I started and when you started, Dell, we didn't have that shit. We're on our own. You had to learn all that the hard way. Oh yes, um, mm-hmm. because that will having a having a peer group, having a, a coach or consultant that you can bounce this stuff off of, they'll help you help provide the direction. I've been fortunate, and that's that's kind of while I don't they'll actively um, actively not looking for a lot of uh, clients. We kind of keep that the, the consulting business really kind of boutiquey. That's where my joy is, man. I love helping those entrepreneurs make that transition, man. Helping them oh, yeah. to learn this stuff, the nuance, because that's where the success is. They don't teach you this in a business in business school. Your success is going to be in the nuance and understanding all of these little things that, well, we paid the bills for. So my advice to to folks that are either, you know, at at, at a stage in their business where they're looking to trend, they're looking to scale it up, or they're just starting business. Um, go get a coach, man. Pay the money. Look, the money that you pay for for an hour of somebody's time, like mine or Dale's, you know, is is going to reap benefits beyond belief. Trust me, because what it costs you to learn those lessons, we know because we paid the bill. Yeah. It's a lot. It, it, uh, pay it now or you're going to pay it later, right? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> pay it now or you're going to pay <laughs> it later, right? Do, do it on your terms, right? Yeah. yeah. Do it on your terms. Get a coach. Get it. Get a, get in it. Yes, absolutely. You know, and you're right. I, I didn't have. That's part of why I'm doing this today, is because I, I never had that. You know, and 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 it's a, if I knew what I knew now, now it's like, but yeah, I I enjoy again back to service. I enjoy helping people. You know, with that and seeing them grow and helping them not make the mistakes. Sometimes you know, they need to make some mistakes, but to grow. But uh, at the same yeah. time, if if they're open to learning, you know, how to from our mistakes, you know, that, man, I, I love doing it. So, so run man, we're running up on time. I, I've got a lot more I want to take up with you. So we're going to, we're going to get back on here another day, but before we hop off, how can, how can people connect with you? Man, the best way to connect with me, man, is go first, join the community, man, go to business and bourbon dot live business and bourbon dot live, become a member. Um, we are, we are about to roll out our, our national tour. So we're going to be going out doing some really fun events for uh, entrepreneurs and business professionals. And these events are really designed to help build great relationships, man. So we're going to do some whiskey tasting and food pairings and bring some, um, some really um, smart people onto our, our fireside chats panel. 
and and serve the audience, man. You know, just in true business and bourbon style, it's always about sharing wisdom, sharing um, some really prescriptive advice so that when you walk out of one of our events, you feel like, hey, I got something out of this that I can apply in my business. And we don't just talk at people like the audience is part of it. It's totally collaborative. We want everyone. And then, and then we end with, you know, with with networking. So you can meet some other really cool people. So go to the Business Bourbon Live, that website. Um, in addition to that, um, we're, we're doing a ton of private events right now for private corporate events, whiskey tasting experiences, old fashioned cocktail experiences. These are all designed to help build deeper relationships with either your customers or with your internal staff. We're using these in some really fun ways to really do some great, again, building of relationships. Lastly, ronnellrichards.com, R-O-N-N-E-L-L-R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S.com. And you can always find me on LinkedIn. Or just Google. If, if all that fails, just Google. <laughs> Ron L. Just R. Google. <laughs> yeah, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely, you know, check Ron L. out because, you know, he just brings the heat, man. And he brings that real, raw, bold and beautiful perspective that, that you need to hear. You know, you need to hear. That's what, that's what I came to like you know, about your content, it, man. man. So I appreciate it. I appreciate what you're doing, man. It's it's what we need to hear. So keep putting it out there. So I hope to have you again, man. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's been a pleasure and uh, I'm looking forward to next time. Pleasure is truly mine. Again, thank you so much for allowing me the time to run my mouth on your platform, man. Yeah, man. I love yeah. it. Good stuff. Thank you. See you, brother. All right. Out. <laughs>